information provided on this podcast is intended to be educational and informational only and is not considered to be formal legal advice. The listener should not take or refrain from taking action based on its content. Any listener in need of legal opinion upon which to rely in decision-making should consider formally engaging an attorney to review relevant facts in detail and examine the pertinent law as it applies to those facts. So, you've decided you want more out of your life. More than the nine to five. More than paycheck to paycheck. More than lifelong debt. But that leaves questions. Where do I go from here? What can I do without any money, connections, or experience? Our goal is not only to provide you with answers to those questions, but also to motivate people in an authentic way, mentor people who don't have mentors, give back, and hear some inspiring stories along the way. If you're not going to show people what's possible, who is? My name is Aaron Eiler. And I'm April Munson. And and this this is Ground Zero. Zero. Thank you, Ashley, for being here with me today. I'm so excited to have you on this episode of Dream Chasers Ground Zero. It means a lot to me that you were willing to come on here and talk about this because not only is this um, a different change of pace, we've had a lot of realtors on, so casting a wider net and going into the realm of photography and talking about your experience from a ground zero level of getting into the industry and then finding your success in the industry, I think is huge, but also because we're family, I think it'll be cool to like look back on this years from now and be like, wow, let's see where we've changed like 10 years into the future into our perspective careers. So yeah, absolutely. Why don't you take Thank a you second? for having me. You're welcome. First and foremost. Um, introduce yourself <laughs> and um, anything that you'd like to share and then we'll kind of dive, dive in. Okay. So I, my name is, at, who do I look at? You can look at me, <laughs> whatever you want. Uh, I'm going to look at you. Okay. It's weird to look at sure, myself. Sure, sure. Uh, so my name is Ashley Munson. Um, I am the owner of Ashley Sarah Photography. I have been an entrepreneur and business owner, specifically like a photographer for the last five and a half years. Um, so it's been a roller coaster of a life, just trying to, you know, figure out my, my space in the business and entrepreneurial uh, world. But again, more specifically like the photography industry um, as a whole. And uh, yeah, I'm super excited to kind of share my journey and dive in and help anybody else out there who has interest in either photo, wedding, or just business in general. That is awesome. And when I think about your journey, I remember in high school, in your bedroom, you had pictures all across your wall. I mean, every memory, everything was taped across. Can we like insert a photo? (laughs) Do you have one? If you do, if you can find one, I'll make sure it goes up on the screen. And I know that you said that you always wanted to take pictures and travel. And maybe necessary, it wasn't necessarily the picture part of it, but you wanted to have a job where you were able to travel. And I think that the, the response from everyone, whether it was family or friends or whoever was like, that's not real. That's not reachable. That's never going to happen. So whenever I thought about what that would look like, even to bring you here, it's like, I can remember that room and knowing what you wanted and growing up together and talking about like our dreams and where we want to be. And it's incredible that you were able to put that into exactly where you're at now. This is your life. This is what you do. You take pictures, you capture memories, you capture moments, you meet awesome people and you travel. And it's, it doesn't really matter where you live because we, we've talked about how we live in like a very small area where there's not a whole lot of opportunity, but it's all what you make of it. So I want to jump way back to the beginning. And I know there's a lot to unpack here, but I want to talk about your high school experience. So 
um, let's think like senior year, you're getting ready to graduate and you're trying to figure out what is that next step going to be? Is it college or not? Is it a career or not? What were the thoughts going through your mind? What's that like for you? So do you want me to just go in through my whole spiel? Yeah, anything you want to share. I mean, we're looking for those difficult <laughs> moments that no one ever asks about, but these are the moments that built you into who you are today. Okay, so as April already kind of said, can I say that? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I never wanted to work a nine to five. I, I knew from a very young age that corporate world was not for me. Honestly, college for like the entirety of my middle and high school career was not the path I anticipated or expected to take, which ironically, I ended up going to college a couple years later um, after high school. But my original plan and goal was to be, you know, in a band or be a songwriter or, or a Disney Channel star. <laughs> that was it, people. Disney Channel star. Even at 18, that was my goal. And so after college, um, it was very difficult for me in the sense of I didn't know what the next step looked like because I didn't have, not that I didn't have a plan, it's just that the things that I had always dreamed of being and I knew I was not going to end up in the corporate world um, kind of like fell flat, you know, like now I'm 18 and I didn't have any like music um, experience or just natural abilities and I, I didn't end up pursuing acting in the way that I had wanted to and so I actually ended up going into the military. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. And that's something a lot of people don't know about. Um, and the way that I got there, that journey is very interesting. It's very like personal and specific, like how I got in that journey, because that was not in my life's path at all either. But I feel like that specific experience really um, just like, what's the word? What's the word I'm thinking of? Not shifted, but it, created the future that I now had like everything had changed for me after I had signed my name to be in the military up to that point um and I feel like my life drastically changed because of that not necessarily the specifics of like you know being in the military but just the life lessons that I learned from it and where I ended up like mentally and emotionally and all of those things and so I was in the military for I want to say 11 months and I will, to this day, that was over 10 years ago, to this day, I will say that going, um, you know, to basic training and um, taking that, I don't even know how many weeks it was supposed to be, 10, 12 weeks, was the hardest of my life. And I've been through a lot of hard, like, experiences in my lifetime, but that was when I probably felt like the most lonely, that was the lowest point in my life. Um, and it was really hard to come out of that because coming back from basic training, especially as a failure, because I didn't actually make it through, um, was really hard. And I had zero idea what I was going to do after that. I ended up living with you for a little while. Oh yeah. Well, I remember that when you did come home, you were like, I have to talk to you. I went to the park and you kind of told me like your entire experience, but even just sitting here now, I had no idea that that experience going through the military actually played a bigger role in who you are today. By That's the way, the crazy. word I couldn't think of was shaped. Oh, <laughs> I was like, what is this word? Shaped my future. Um, because it was a very sporadic and like in the moment decision. Well, not even before that, before living with me, I, you jumped, you were like, I'm going to Pittsburgh. I'm going to go do it. And that, so what was that like going from, I'm in a very small town, not a whole lot of support. 
I feel like we didn't have very strong friends. We were the people that dreamed outside the box and nobody wanted to hear it. So you were like, I'm going to go do this crazy thing. I don't really care what anyone else thinks about me. And now I'm going to go do this next crazy thing. And I really still don't care what people think about me. So it's interesting because I'm, I feel as though like I'm a pretty free spirit, nomadic personality, but I still am a planner. You know what I mean? Like I'm not going to go like move all the way across to California without a plan. I'll yeah. do it. And in, in our, you know, circle and like from our family's perspective, it is crazy, but I'm not going to go there expecting to fail. You yeah. know, I'm going to put in the time and work and effort and planning to make it so that if, you know, my plans fall through, I have a backup plan. I have a, you know, backup, backup plan and stuff. So I feel as though, yeah, I have a very spontaneous life, um, adventurous life for myself. But in my mind, I still take the steps and do the research to make sure that, you know, I get out of it what I, what I want. Um, and so military was 19 years old. And then moving to Pittsburgh on a whim after meeting a random guy on Instagram was the next step, was the next move. <laughs> and it's crazy because I feel like even making that move, like, I don't know what the connection from the military to Pittsburgh was, but I just know that making that move to Pittsburgh to this day, um, I feel like my entire life was again, shaped by that decision because it's a domino effect in my head of I did this and this is what unfolded from it. And so I really don't know if I would have become, a, if I would have become a photographer, become, is that the right word? Um, had I not moved to Pittsburgh? Because again, like yeah. that wasn't exactly like what I had anticipated for my life. And so when I moved to Pittsburgh, um, it was a big flop. We bought, we uh, rented the house. We signed the contract for, for essentially like a year, a whole entire, you know, 12 month lease. Um, I had no plan. I had no idea what I was going to do. I still hadn't gone to school. I Were you serving there? I wasn't yet. No, what were you doing? That was when I started. That was the first like time that I actually got a job serving. Because before then I was like working in insurance and working at Jungle oh, yeah. and doing all those jobs. Wow. Uh, that I hated. And so, um, my first taste of what I would say was, uh, not career, but just like job freedom was becoming a server because before then, you know, working in an office or working at a computer where I constantly was looking at the time was miserable because those minutes just dragged. And so when I moved to Pittsburgh, I had never had a serving experience in my life and I had somebody take a chance on me. And then I started working at Quaker Second Loop. Yeah. And so I worked there for three months, um, serving and then our house ended up getting sold under from underneath of us. And I actually didn't have the best experience in Pittsburgh. Um, again, as spontaneous and adventurous as I am, I still have like expectations and they were not met living with, you know, two guys who are in bands. It was, not exactly what I wanted for my life because at that moment I wasn't super outgoing. I was still a pretty introvert. Um, they were like having parties all the time. I didn't really mm -hmm. want to partake, but I did sometimes. Um, but I feel like in that moment, my life could have taken a very like different turn. Yeah. I could have definitely <laughs> chose like that lifestyle and I still didn't because I don't think that naturally that's in me, you yeah. know? Yeah. And so um, I decided to move back home with you in that moment. I <laughs> But then so. even from there, like, I feel like when you started working at Quaker Steak, I mean, it was a very diverse group of people already. It was kind of everyone in the community from 
every different like city it was Sharon it was Hermitage it was and still everyone knew everyone and that was when I feel like you really started to open up and expand your network no matter what that looked like whether it was friends whether it was um people that you were waiting on just building that community for yourself really allowed you to kind of open up and do more I'll say that serving in general is what gave me that like extrovert personality but it wasn't at the beginning of Quaker Steak. I feel like it took years of serving because after Quaker Steak and Luke that was in 2014 and I know the timeline of my whole life so I'm just gonna keep going. This is gonna help me remember too. (laughs) Um, But in those uh, early serving days it was still hard because at that time in my life I was very miserable. I was not a nice person. I was a very mean person. I mean I walked out of three serving jobs because I got an attitude problem and i was just like not happy with my life and so i had jumped from serving job to serving job and i'll say as i jumped like they were better jobs like it's not like i you know was just quitting one and then working at a worse one like it was a good opportunity when i had left one for the next um and so that is when i started going to school and i didn't know what i wanted to go for but in 2016 maybe it was 2015, the fall of 2015, I started, I enrolled in school. And honestly, a lot of that was my dad. Really? Yeah. Because even though I didn't grow up in a home where like college was super heavily pushed and having, you know, a job as a doctor or lawyer was mandatory. I mean, I'm my dad's technically mom and dad's oldest, you know, other than my three older siblings. And he did have these like weird expectations for me that he never had for anybody else before or after in my opinion. And so like, yeah, he, uh, he essentially was, you know, putting it in my head that he thought that I was going to go to school. And so for whatever reason, I was like, okay, I guess here we, here's and my I next remember move. that was not what you wanted never. at all. And I, that's what I wanted. And you were like, April, why? And I was like, now she's going to school. Even Danielle, <laughs> like went to Slippery Rock and you know, I hadn't gone to school. I was the only one that didn't have any like debt uh, when it came to school or anything like that. And I mean, I was in the military that could have given me free schooling and I didn't, you know, make it out of basic training. So now here I am having to go to school and I'll pay for it. I want to ask a question though. I want to hop back just a second to you saying that in your serving jobs, you were like, I'm going to go to the next one and try to make it a better experience to the next one and still not being happy. What was going through your mind about what your life was going to look like? Because you're a planner. So at that time, what were you thinking like the next couple years were going to bring you? I wanted to go to marketing school. Oh, that was something. Yeah. I want to go to culinary school too. I think I remember that. For a minute, I think I wanted to learn how to do like, be like a cake bake uh, decorator. Like cupcake wars was like my ish back then, but Um, pre-college. Yeah, I think I, that was my plan was to kind of live. I did have a significant other at that time. So I don't want to say like live like by myself or, you know, for myself, but the plan was to be able to travel freely, not have any roots, not have any debt, not have anything holding me back. And like working at a really awesome like bar or high-end restaurant. That was, that was a goal for a while. I actually wanted to be able to, I don't even know the name of what it is that's bartending school that's you i think i'll edit that out it's not me it's my computer actually <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> um but uh it was bartending school and i wanted to move i had anticipated like i really love chicago i really love san francisco i really love portland i was you know anticipating like leaving um but it was hard like 
serving was the best money that I had made up to that point because I wasn't making, you know, minimum wage. It was a different mindset too. Like if I left with a hundred dollars for the night, I didn't divide that by hourly or whatever. It was just, you know, money in my pocket, super awesome. But being able to make that money in that way, um, like bring home money every night was also incredibly hard for accountability and like kind of like holding yourself accountable in the, like the financial way of I'm not getting a paycheck at the end of two weeks. Like this is the money that I'm making and I have to save it. Otherwise, you know, I'm going to spend it freely and I'm not gonna have money for my bills because there is no more money coming in. Um, so that was kind of an interesting like concept to have to learn at the time as well. Um, but I feel like I didn't answer your question. You had a question about like, no, you did the like personality aspect of it. I think. Oh, just kind of going through that time of like, okay, I'm serving. I'm getting up every day to go to a serving job. I want a better serving job, but there's always that dreamer in you that wanted more. So I just kind of wondered what that was like, even though you were like, I'm going to go here, it's going to be better. Do you still have it in the back of your mind that like you still wanted more or were you kind of like, maybe it's just not going to happen for um, me. Maybe I'm not going to get there. I still wanted to serve. I mean, oh my gosh, sir. I still <laughs> wanted to act. I still wanted to act. Um, but I feel like during the serving years, like the early serving years, I don't want to say that I wanted to become a photographer, but I think that I had a high interest in being in front of the camera. Like I was super um, envious of like the Tumblr girls and like the hipster versions of, you know, before for the pre-Instagram days of uh just seeing those really awesome photos girls had taken of themselves i could tell with professional cameras because back then like it was not like it is now you know like seeing those photos was very few far between um and they were just mind-blowingly awesome and so you know cool looking because here we are with chocolates and lg phones and, <laughs> you know it's a very different look and so i think that was when i was transitioning from okay I'm never gonna be an actress to I just want to be a content creator and I don't even know if back then that that's what they were called but ever, uh, some version of that and so I was not happy you know like I was I will say serving was worse than bartending and I got very lucky um to get a position bartending at the one restaurant that I worked at because I like surpassed a lot of people who had worked there for a very long time. I don't even know how, but I feel like bartending is when I started to become extrovert because I started getting regulars. I started, you know, having like this full bar and I worked at really big bars. So it was a restaurant and a bar at the same time. And I had full control of the bar sometimes depending on the shift also tables in the bar area. Um, but that's when I feel like I started to become more friendly, uh, more social, more extrovert in a sense, because it's kind of like how you make your money. But I, I did enjoy it at the same time. Right. It just became a part of who you were yeah. and you were comfortable with it and you did it well. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I feel like I had more fun and people were nicer to me when I bartended than like serving. I didn't like, I was not happy as a server. Um, Serving in, in that moment was an amazing opportunity and a really good life decision because it allowed me not to have to like, you know, work in the corporate world. Um, but toxic environment. Yeah, honestly. And I don't know if that's everywhere, but definitely like around us. That's when I drank the most. That's when I smoked for a little bit there. Um, and I don't do any of those things really now, you know, so it was just one of those things where it was accessible and you got the invite if you were working on that shift. So you went. And then whenever I quit those jobs, it was like not ever like a planned thing where I felt left out of. It was just who was on those shifts. So I never ended up having yeah. 
those, you know, invites again um, for, from those specific people. But um, after I started going to school, I was still serving and I didn't know what I wanted to go to school for. So, so I think you I went for undecided, undecided. Okay. for a semester. And then I went for art as a general degree uh, because they don't have a photo major at the school that I went to. And backtracking a little bit, I did want to go to the, uh, I wanted to go to Pittsburgh at Point Park University, but it was six figures a year to go there. And I wanted to go there for acting. It was six figures a year to go there for this, the theater um, degree specifically. And I ended up going to school in Youngstown uh, State University, which would have been literally over the course of four years, $35,000 in debt. So I ended up staying home um, for that reason. And so I was driving for a little bit to Point Park University and taking acting classes my first semester while I was undecided. And I just realized that I'm too shy. In that moment, I was too shy. I probably still am too shy, but I was definitely way more shy back then. Um, and so I did that first semester and that was a lot. That was a hustle. I did that during the winter months and I paid a lot of money at that time. It was a lot of money. It was very hard to like save that amount up. I don't even know how much it was. Um, so I forced myself to go because I had made that investment in myself and it was great. You know, I'm sure that there are things I've learned from it that I'll never be able to recognize now in that moment going. Um, but it was, it was definitely something I don't regret doing. And after that first semester of undecided and then going into the art department, I realized the art wasn't for me either because I had to do painting and drawing and all of these other, you know, art mediums that, in my opinion, in my age, you can't learn. You have to already kind of be good at them. Mm. I was being, you know, graded on how to draw when there's these, these other people in my class, other students that they are naturally and like gifted from birth to doing these things. So I just feel like it was very unfair for me to be like getting C's and D's and all these other kids were like creating masterpieces because that's just what they naturally were good at in the first place. So I explained that and then went to theater. Oh, that was a mistake. <laughs> Coming into the theater department late, um, I didn't just come in late. Like I came like a year into college, but I also came the spring semester. So everybody was already established. Uh, friendships were established. Like people like knew that who the professors were, even the freshmen at the time, because by that point, I think I was a sophomore. Um, and I realized in the theater department, being the shy kid, being the introvert is offensive. And so I really struggled then. That's when I probably cried the most in my college days. But from that semester of theater, I met a kid who I became friends with and he told me all about the telecommunications department and the video side of, you know, just video in general that made me transition. Cause I don't even know if I even knew that that was a um, major that I could be a part of at all. And I had already taken a lot of my just general courses because I originally I was a undecided student. So I could transition one more time to a different major and still graduate on time. And okay. so I just had to like kind of double and triple up on those classes specifically, which was kind of hard because it was a very small major. And so their classes, they weren't really technically offered in the way that I could double and triple up. It was like, you could take this one and then the next semester you take that one and oh. you can't take this one without that one. So I kind of had like a little bit of like help from my professors to make it a little bit more um, personalized to my specific situation. Sure. Um, 
but that's whenever I started to enjoy college a lot more. And not that I ever wanted to be a videographer, but it just allowed me, you know, to be in a situation that I was like comfortable in, yeah. you know, most comfortable. And I wasn't doing art. I wasn't doing theater anymore. I was just surrounded by a bunch of kids that really loved either the news. Um, I got to be a news anchor, which was my version of act acting <laughs> for a little bit. <laughs> you can find those videos on YouTube. Um, and I don't know, it just gave me the sense that I had accountability in my life um, because since I wanted to move now with school as an obstacle, it allowed me the mental freedom of, I am not where I want to be, but that's okay because I have school to kind of keep me like here, like yeah. rooted. And I don't feel so bad about not being where I thought I was going to be in this time of my life. 